This is Permission for Pleasure, and I'm your host, Cindy Sharkey. As a registered nurse and educator for over 30 years, I've seen the real need to break the silence surrounding sex, especially for women. This podcast is about opening the doors to healthy conversations about sex. What I've found is that when women have comprehensive education about sex, their self-confidence soars. And when that happens, women can truly express experience and enjoy their sexuality. They give themselves permission for pleasure. I am so glad you joined me for today's episode of Permission for Pleasure. Why? Because today we are talking about desire, specifically desire styles. And honestly, we could spend quite a few episodes on desire and likely we will. But today we're going to focus on one of the most misunderstood concepts about desire, and that is how you experience it. A sexual desire is not a drive. So contrary to what you may have seen or heard, it is not a drive like hunger. Sexual desire actually works more like curiosity. I want to differentiate between desire and arousal because this is important. Desire is your motivation to want to have sex and arousal is your mind and body's physical response. See the difference there? Your response and your motivation. Two different things. What has to happen for you to be motivated to have sex? The truth about desire is that there's more than one style or pattern, and it's normal for people to be different. There's more than one way to experience sexual desire. It's normal for you and your partner to experience desire differently. This doesn't mean one partner is broken. It just means you're different. So feeling desire spontaneously or in advance is not required to express your sexuality in a way you enjoy or to have good sex. Listen, desire is also influenced by so many factors. I want to address just a few of those before we get into the specific styles. Things like hormones, exhaustion, stress, relationship conflict, medical conditions, past trauma. These are just a few things that influence desire. It bears mentioning here that responsibility is a huge desire killer. I think because I talk to so many women who view sex as a chore or a duty to perform, this just resonates in wanting to communicate really clearly that if you view sex as a should or a responsibility, this will not fuel desire because it is difficult to feel desire under obligation. Remember, desire and your style of desire is the way in which you experience an interest to have sex. Let's jump into the desire styles and start with spontaneous desire because this is probably the most familiar to you and the one you've seen the most in the movies, read about books. It's the way a lot of people think we all experience desire. So some people experience desire first and then arousal. Desire, arousal. This is spontaneous. So this would look like you see your partner taking their shirt off. You feel desire for sex. 
and you get aroused. Another example might be you come around the corner, your partner's bent over the dishwasher, you see their cute butt and think, I want to have sex. This is about 15% of women and 75% of men that want and desire sex quickly or seemingly out of the blue. I know this is familiar to you, but what may be not as familiar is another style called responsive desire. If you experience responsive desire, then your mind and your body need to be aroused before you desire to have sex. So let me give you a few scenarios how this would look. You're kissing your partner, they're touching you in the way you like best, and your body starts to respond to get warm and tingly, and your mind says, this is enjoyable, and then you have a desire to have sex. Or let's take the dishwasher scenario. You round the corner to the kitchen and your partner is loading the dishwasher and has cleaned the kitchen and it was your turn, not theirs. And you walk over to kiss them, thank you, and you feel grateful and you're tired and you're not thinking about sex. But as you kiss them and they hug you back, your body responds and you feel arousal and a desire for sex. Does that resonate? There is more than one way to experience desire. This responsive desire is about 30% of women and 5% of men. Now, there is a combination desire style. And frankly, this is probably half of women and quite a few men that experience desire both ways, meaning they have spontaneous and responsive. And the big decisive factor in which way it goes is the context, meaning what's happening, what's going on. Here's an example of how that might look. One day, you and your partner, you've been sending sexy texts to each other back and forth all day, and they walk in the door, and you're already home, and you've been looking through the texts, and your mind's engaged in thinking about them, and you want to jump them and have sex. It feels like spontaneous desire. And in that context, it is spontaneous. Maybe another day you're reading on the couch and it's a relaxed day. And your partner comes up and touches you in a way that causes your body to respond. And that will lead to a motivation for sex. In that relaxed context, when your partner is touching you in a way that arouses your body, desire is responsive. See how this works? There is so much about this that people don't know. And so often I have women who think that something is wrong with them because they don't experience spontaneous desire. And yet from the research, we know that so many women experience desire in a responsive way or a combination of both responsive and spontaneous. It's really important to also recognize that we change and grow and go through seasons in our life. And when that happens, we naturally shift and change with our desire. And as we age, we naturally move into more responsive desire. So even if you used to experience spontaneous desire or had spontaneous desire a lot early in a relationship, it may be that Spontaneity is not going to be the way it looks for you as you get older or go through different seasons of your life. This is okay. This is normal. So this is not a one-time discussion with yourself about how do I experience desire? 
How does my partner experience desire? This is an ongoing conversation. I hope this information about desire and desire styles is helpful for you as you think through how you experience desire and what that means in your own sexuality and possibly with a partner. So before we wrap up this episode, I want to encourage you to subscribe and rate and review the podcast and help others to find our community. And also let's revisit our pleasure practice and add something new. I hope that you have been stopping to notice, take delight in the small things day to day. The next step in that might be to write things down or note them in some way. Whether you keep a journal and make a list, perhaps you want to write them on your calendar day to day. I know a few people that write them on slips of paper and keep them in a special container. Some way to take that stopping and noticing a step further in recording it and making it a memory. Try adding that piece to your pleasure practice as we keep moving towards giving ourselves permission for pleasure.